Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 208 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. As you are walking your food peace journey, what is it like when you notice other people around you? Other people and how they're relating to food, how they're exercising, how they look? Do you ever find yourself in a place of like compare-itis? <laughs> I totally just made up that word, but you know, do you find yourself comparing yourself to other people and getting really down about it? I know for many people I talk to on their food peace journey, they notice that that is something that really pulls them down, distracts them from making peace with food, and keeps them stuck in diet culture and craving to be smaller is that comparing especially when the people around you are people you really, really love. Family members, close friends, partners, you know, those are all people that of course, you know, we want to have around in our life. And when they are knee deep in eating a certain way or moving their body in a certain way and maybe quote, doing it well, it can be really hard to not get trapped in that. So what do you do? Well, I am excited for you to hear this week's letter because This person describes their relationship with food and also having siblings that have experienced eating disorders. And then this person, even though they always had a really kind of neutral or positive relationship with food, ends up going down that route too. And as they're recovering, they're finding it really hard because their siblings haven't yet. To make this episode even better, we get to hear from Renee Hamadi. You may know her as Sensibly You on Instagram. This is a person that I only knew on Instagram. I never talked to her before, but her Instagram account is kickass, and I think it's one that you will want to follow as well. So before we get to this week's letter and hear from Renee, a word from our sponsor. This episode of a Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. If you've been diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, you've probably been told you have to diet in order to promote health and just manage the condition. Well, we know as we are moving along our food peace journey that diets don't work for most people. So why would they work for PCOS? And here's the thing. There is so much more to managing PCOS than cutting out carbs and sugar. There's so much more than just making yourself exercise. You can do intuitive eating work and experience PCOS, and I want to show you how. Check out all the details on my course at pcosandfoodpeace.com. 
If you enjoy this episode of Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you left a rating review, subscribed, or shared an episode. Doing any of those acts of kindness really helps the show grow. And thank you so much in advance for those of you who've already put in a rating and review. I've mentioned in other episodes, but I'm in the process of looking for a literary agent. And as I'm going through the process, the feedback I'm getting is that, hey, your book idea sounds really great but we need you to have at least 1,000 rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'm like, oh my gosh, I only have like 500, which I already thought 500 was amazing, but it seems like a daunting task. But you all have really, really stepped it up and I appreciate it so, so much. And if you do have a moment and you're willing to give me a rating or review, I would love it. All you have to do is pull up your Apple Podcasts right now and scroll up. There's a hyperlink in the show notes right there that'll take you right to it. So yeah, thank you so much in advance. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I love, love, love reading all these ratings and reviews. So the other way you can help the show grow, of course, is subscribing to an episode. Some people think that is the secret sauce to the the Apple podcast algorithm that helps it bump it up in the charts. So if someone is looking for a podcast about helping their relationship with food, whenever you subscribe to the Love Food podcast, it helps more people find it. So thank you in advance for all the support and helping the show grow. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter and hear from the fabulous Renee Hamadi. Dear Foon, I have struggled to write this letter for a while now as I couldn't really think of a good way to organize what went all wrong over the past couple of years. You and I are definitely on better terms by now and I'm glad about that. Yet, More often than I want to, my past keeps creeping up the back of my head again. Let me take you back a little to a time when food had been effortless and easy, enjoyable and pleasurable. I remember that I have always loved you and didn't really think of any part of you as good or bad. I loved chocolate as much as I loved my broccoli. I had no hard time stopping whenever I was full, nor did I give myself a hard time when I overate on occasion. I just shrugged it off and moved on. I've always been slim since I was a kid, and to be honest, I never worried about how my body looked. I loved it for being able to move, to dance, to breathe. For a little further explanation of the following, let me tell you that I have two sisters, a twin and an older sister. We spent much time together as three, even though my older sister has always been busy with being a good student. Nonetheless, we had a good relationship, until over time she grew distant and cold, irritated for seemingly no reason. We noticed her eating behavior changing. Long story short, did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a 3-in-1 capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. 
I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Port. Everything ended with her being so deep into anorexia that she had to be force-fed in the recovery clinic. Even after her stay in the clinic, she struggled for years, and her eating behavior did not change as much with the difference of her maintaining a weight that wouldn't get her medical treatment again. I thought this time had been shocking enough to our family and really tore a hole that lingered like a dark cloud, and you should know better, but I, then I noticed my twin starting with a similar eating behavior. She developed bulimia. Needless to say, that this shook our family to the very core. The atmosphere was filled with distrust, control, unspoken fear, and questions over questions. I started to ask myself how something so pleasurable and beautiful could have so much power over a human being, especially in the obvious face of the damage an eating disorder could cause. It has been years from now since my twin developed her eating disorder, and even though things are not as extreme anymore in terms of certain behaviors— I often find her resorting to these old patterns whenever things are getting emotionally difficult and straining. She does not starve herself anymore, but her control mechanisms shifted into quite an unhealthy relationship to workouts, tracking, and rigid rules. This was by the time we started to go to university in the same city. I never really noticed that I had gained quite some weight until I saw her figure changing to a very lean and muscular build and me being rather curvy in comparison. Not that I cared at that time. I was still happy with myself, but wanted to spend more time with her as she was elbows deep into working out and eating clean. So one of the only ways to reconnect with her was working out together. It worked. We spent much time together, and I also noticed myself changing in the process. It was nice to see my body getting leaner, and I wanted to support the process by changing my admittingly not very healthy eating habits that came with university. I slowly became obsessed with calories, how many I could eat, how much I needed to work out, which foods were good and which foods weren't. I felt so ashamed of myself when I discovered how seemingly unhealthy I had been eating when all I really did was enjoy good food whenever I wanted. I started to demonize certain foods, restricted and cut out others, and eventually cut out certain food groups. Hell, I was so afraid to have rice with any of my other foods because in my eyes, It was just way too caloric. I lost much weight until I was at my desired size, but what price did I pay? I missed out on so much fun as I didn't allow myself to indulge in delicious foods on social events. I annoyed everyone around me with my clean eating. It severely affected my relationships and friendships 
took so much of my time and energy until I felt run down and so, so exhausted. I started to discover intuitive eating and was fascinated with it from the very beginning, although it was hard for me to let go of my old diet behavior. I now have a better relationship with you and occasionally feel like this could really work, but then I see my sister. We live together, munching on her salad and not eating until a certain time in the afternoon. I see her freaking out over not being able to go to the gym or doing high-intensity workouts for hours because she allowed herself to enjoy a night out the night before. And suddenly, the cookie in my hands feel like it would add up to 100 pounds to my hips, just like I thought back then. She has a very muscular build now and gets tons of compliments for it. And sometimes, if I'm honest, I feel jealous of it and wonder if it is wrong to have a softer body. I really try to not let food dictate my life anymore, but I cannot help myself when a disordered eating behavior is so very close to you, emotionally and physically. How can I manage to get rid of the little voice telling me that I'm not beautiful if I'm not muscular like her? How can I get better at boundaries for myself in terms of her eating behavior and mine? How do I deal with the struggle of my body gaining weight and me still finding myself desiring to lose it again as I've always been slim and somehow cannot deal with the thought of gaining more? I really want to move away from food thoughts dictating my day and my still present diet mentality. I want to focus on loving myself and doing what I love. Still, it is so hard sometimes. Please help me reconnect with you, food, in a healthy way. Love, confused, and frustrated. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your note, and you have been through so much. Yes, you must be exhausted. And I know that you love your family dearly and you hate to see them struggle. I I really want you to have a new relationship with food that's congruent with how you were designed. Something amazing from your letter that you can connect with is a time when you and food felt more like on the same page or it just felt like in a, a relationship that was at ease, like an old friend. And Connecting with that experience is really important if you have memory of it. Like all the letters I receive, I handled this letter with care. And I was as I was reading it, I knew that I wanted someone in particular to help me sift through it and examine all the different moving parts. And the person that came to mind was someone that I met on Instagram. And the handle this person uses is Sensibly You. And we're going to give that person, her name is Renee Hamadi, a call. But before we get to the conversation with Renee, a quick word from our sponsor. Hey there, Love Food listener. I so appreciate all the support you've given me over the last 200 plus episodes. And now I want to make it even better for you. I want to learn more about how you use the podcast, who you are, and what you want more of. If you have one to two minutes to spare, I would love it if you can jump on over to juliedillonrd.com slash survey and fill out this really, really quick anonymous survey that'll help me just to make better episodes for you. So it's juliedillonrd.com slash survey. And I really appreciate it. I hope it helps to make the show just better for you and allows just more mojo for your food peace journey. All right, enough of all that. Let's go ahead and give Renee Hamati a call. 
Hello. Hey, Renee. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Hey, Julie. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I am so glad to finally talk to you in like real life, you know, outside of Instagram. It's so nice to talk to you. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day to help me with a letter. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to come and hang out with you today. Oh, thank you. And, you know, I sent over that letter. Did you get a chance to read over it? Yes, I did. What a letter, huh? This person has been through yes. a lot. Um, well, let's dive in. You know, when you're reading it, what what was your general impression about what this letter writer is experiencing? Well, it was very loaded. But, yes. Um, I don't, you know, it almost felt like they're, instead of a love triangle, they're in a conflict triangle between her own personal relationship with body and food, her sister's personal relationship with body and food, and the pursuit of food freedom. And it sounds like she found her way to the door that leads to the path of food freedom by discovering things like intuitive eating, but the door is locked and she's like holding a giant set of keys and you know some keys are really obvious that they're not going to fit and others will go in the keyhole but they can't turn the lock to open the door and she knows where she wants to be it's just she has to find that key that's going to open the door to help her get started on her journey and um, one really big impression I got is she doesn't just miss the simplicity of food but she really really misses her sister Mm. Oh, that's such, oh my gosh, that just totally like, in a way, like warms my heart just thinking about, but also brings so much sadness, mm. you know, that this conflict is kind of a testament to how much this person misses that relationship, that connection. Mm. Yeah. And um, Renee, I am such a sucker for a metaphor. I mean, I feel like that's <laughs> my whole podcast. And I'm picturing the door to food freedom and the, this giant set of keys and, um, the visualizations are like so great. And I'm thinking about, you know, a person having to go through each one and Ooh. the patience and, you know, and some go in the keyhole, but they don't open the door. And I mean, that is such a rich kind of metaphor. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, so thank you. Um, and it's, it's so complicated because it's not just like, when people are like, food is fuel, I'm like, oh, yeah, no. I mean, it, it is fuel, but it also is so much more. And this letter writer is definitely showing that to us, right? Like, it's so deep. You know, it has so many different connections. Yeah, no, totally. It's um, when, like, as I'm reading this, um, it kind of brought me back to my, you know, my own, my own journey with eating disorder, um, where I realized that there is not just physical hunger, but emotional hunger. And anytime that emotional hunger, like needed to be fed, and I wasn't being aware of that, all of the ugly eating disorder behaviors would just come back. And I would kind of just be stuck in that cycle. Like, what is it that I'm not doing? I'm eating, I'm feeling my body like they tell me to, but I'm still hungry. Mm, yeah, I hear so many people get frustrated with that part. Like, um, I feel like there's so many layers when someone says this to me, but they'll say like, I'm obviously eating enough. Like, why am I still using these behaviors? Or why am I still feeling out of control with food? You know, and I'm um, like, well, first of all, how do we know it's actually enough? <laughs> and um, it's not just about like fuel, like you said, like there's like emotional hunger too. I don't know. When I say this, I, I appreciate that it's, it's not always like this amazing thing, but I think it's such a beautiful thing that our body lets us know that we have these unmet needs mm -hmm. through our relationship with food. And um, 
you know, I, I say that because I know some people may be like throwing daggers at me right now. because Like it's not cool. <laughs> but as someone who's in the easy chair, you know, it's witnessing someone experiencing this and like, and a place just like listening to someone on their journey. It is, it's like this amazing insight into like what's going on, you know? And um, I wonder, you know, as you talked about your own relationship with food, that sounds tough to have to discern that part. Like, oh, I have this emotional hunger too, and I need to meet that need. Mm. Yeah, for, for a while, it wasn't ever something that I was putting together um, until I started to kind of like notice on the days where I was doing things that I really loved doing. And I was with people who just made me feel so happy and so like safe in my own body. I wasn't really relying on those behaviors as much um, rather than like the days where I would have a really stressful day at school or just something like, you know, crappy happens. I, I would notice that when I would have meals with, with people and we're talking and having fun and it's like a nice, relaxing environment, the meal is so much different than if I was to have it by myself. Like I really feel that fullness. And I think a lot of it is because of how much, um, you know, your emotions are being fed at that, at that meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's, that's great insight. I think people listening will really appreciate that. And when you were reading through the letter, mm-hmm. and kind of like thinking about what this person may or may not be going through, or um, anyone listening who can relate to this letter writer, which I know it was like really loaded, but this kind of way of having a family kind of dynamic with food is really common that with people that I talk to. And I've, I'm sure you've met other people like that too. And, um, but for someone in this kind of place, what would you recommend as some first steps forward? Um, well, first, I'm very proud of the letter writer for even talking about this because it's not easy. And, and you, like we all know that I'm sure sitting with clients, you've seen like how difficult talking about this kind of stuff really is. Um, so really proud of you for writing this letter writer if you are listening. Um, but one of the first steps is, I think, start with compassion. Um, learning to push away the guilt and the shame and replacing it with love and compassion and being very understanding to yourself and the situation by reminding yourself that none of this is your your sister's fault. That's a very important first step in the journey to healing and recovery. Um, and I would also reflect. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts of this letter is when she said she loved her body for being able to move, to dance, and to breathe. And I really thought that was so beautiful because it's body appreciation in its purest form. And I really think reminding yourself of that could be so important. Um, and when it comes to your sister, uh, learning to bond in new ways with her. You you had mentioned that you tried to bond with your sister by going to the gym. So maybe finding new ways to bond, like maybe that, ha- you know, bring up the idea of having a mini book club together with the intuitive eating book and workbook or a book on body acceptance. But if you, you think that might be too much too soon, um, maybe think of some like fun hobbies like arts and crafts or a movie night or learning to cook really like fun and delicious foods together. Um, and, you know, coming up with new ways to bond because if you bond solely on just what she likes to do, like the gym, um, you might be bonding over disordered behavior, which kind of goes into like what we were talking about before. Um, 
and doing doing fun things is don't just focus on feeding your body like that's very important but also focus on feeding your soul so um you know be with people who who make your heart feel full do activities that make your heart feel full um and you had also mentioned uh setting boundaries and i know that's very difficult to try to do um but while while you're trying to surround yourself with people who are going to be beneficial on your journey, this might also mean limiting time with people. Even if you love them, like to the moon and back, you might have to limit time with certain people, including your sister, if you feel like that relationship is any hindrance at all in your recovery journey. Um, if you can maybe sit down with your sister and have this conversation with her and tell her everything that you've explained to us. Um, maybe you could try to work out some boundaries and work together on respecting each other's process because the one important thing to keep in mind is she may not be ready to start this process with you. And you just, you both really have to be respectful of that. And um, lastly, I think um, is if you're on social media, like Instagram, for example, um, try to unfollow anyone who makes you feel bad about yourself. Um, if you have a friend that you don't want to unfollow, you can mute their post or story and, um, just anything that's triggering, try to get it out of your social media. Um, try to follow people that make you feel happy and inspired and motivated and safe in your own body. Following people that look like you, that are bigger than you, following all the amazing fat professionals that you could find from healthcare to fitness instructors to models, actors, bloggers, that there's so many amazing fat professionals and they don't even have to be like a model or an actor. They could be regular people living just as you are. Um, but really exposing yourself to how beautiful body diversity is, it could really help rewire your brain and, and kind of teach us that there's way more to life than our body size. And, um, you know, there are people in all body sizes living a full and happy life and doing things they want to do and just being unapo sorry, unapologetically themselves. Um, for many of us, we, we might weigh more now, but we feel lighter than ever before. Um, you know, freedom is truly a beautiful thing to pursue. Oh, that's so amazing. I'm writing down, we may feel... We may, what did you say? We may be, we may weigh more now, but we feel lighter than ever before. That is mm. so amazing. That needs to be like um, some kind of like artwork or something. So I, I love it. I, I don't know if it already is. That that really could have been something that I heard before. Mm. Just, you know, being on Instagram, we see so many amazing content. Yeah. So, but, but, you know, if, if that is something someone has said before, it's something that I like, I resonate with so much. Like, yes, I, I do weigh more now than I did before. And, um, but I, you know, comparing to what, what I've gained, like the freedom, the, the, the having, you know, it's so funny. I always tell people like, um, I believe it was your podcast with, um, Rachel Milner, mm -hmm. uh, where you talked about community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it comes to diet, I feel like a lot of people don't even want the diet. They just want that really fun and supportive community that comes with it. Um, you know, like talking about the food and movement and, and what <clears throat> what they consider to be um, 
like a, a personal goal they achieved. Um, we're, like with intuitive eating, this whole community of health at every size and intuitive eating and fat acceptance, I have found that same community, except the difference is that we're no longer bonding over disorder. We're no longer bonding over guilt and shame. And we're, we're showing each other that love and support. And it's in such a beautiful, healthy way. Yeah. And you, yes, exactly. That's I, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. And um, I think that the power of social media that, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have and that I see is different is that people can um, observe other people that look like them that also um, are a few steps ahead, maybe if we can if we think of it in like kind of a linear way, <laughs> but um, a few steps ahead and uh, allow themselves to connect with people in a way, like you said, without the the disorder, without um, the guilt, without like hating on your body, and so then they can copy that with their relationships in real life eventually, you know. Um, and, and if missing her sister is a part of this, having, um, like rallying with other people on social media, that'll give this person a chance to find other ways to bond with people, you know, and then be able to bring it into her own life, you know? Um, yeah, everything you said, um, I don't, you can't see me, but I was like nodding my head really. <laughs> um, but I wanted to move on to a part of the show, um, that is, uh, the food piece syllabus. And if you're new to, the Love Food Podcast, the Food Peace Syllabus is a collection of resources that we put together to help us just along the way as we're moving through the Food Peace journey. And you can get the latest uh, updated Food Peace Syllabus at juliedillonrd.com. And Renee, is there something that you would like to add to it? Uh, yes. So um, a couple of websites I'd love to promote is the Size, Diversity, and Health org website. Um, on that website, you can find a link to the Health at Every Size principles, fact sheet, and expert guidelines. Um, those are really wonderful resources, really um, give you a really nice, thorough explanation about what Health at Every Size is. And um, of course, the Health at Every Size website, I believe it's healthateverysize.org, but I I'd have so. to have Mm -hmm. I think so. I have to check, but, um, and, uh, oh yes, apps. Um, the app that I am currently, I love, I haven't tried it myself, but I've seen the, the advertisement and they have an Instagram. Um, the app is called join and their Instagram is at let's join J O Y N. And it is focused on joyful movement for, for all bodies and all abilities. And, um, it's, it's so beautiful because there are fitness instructors, like so much body diversity going on in that one app. And um, they really honor everyone's fitness level. So um, they have a lot of, um, I believe, workouts that are um, for people who maybe have to sit down when they work out or just very gentle movement. Um, and it's it's the fun of movement without the, the pressures of like diet culture and anything related to what your body looks like. Um, yeah, I've then, been really, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I, I just want to say I've been wanting so badly to like, remember to look into this app because I feel like it's the gym that I've always wanted to have in my life. You know, um, gyms are something that, oh, I just like the, the body hatred walking through the door and the mirrors everywhere and the, 
um, diet talk, it just, oh, it's like a, I'm repelled. <laughs> but then this app, it's like everything that I've ever wanted in like the movement discussion. And like you said, like the just celebrating biodiversity and the the fun of movement. So I'm glad you mentioned it because it's reminding me that I want to check it out. And um, it's time for me to look into it. So thank you. As a fitness instructor myself, uh, I, I do Zumba fitness. Um, I, I'm a fat fitness instructor. And so I don't see like in my in my city, I don't see a lot of fat fitness instructors. So I haven't really had that kind of connection with people. So when I saw join, I fell in love because I'm like, there are people who look like me, who are bigger than me. And they're like, they are inspiring people. They're doing mm-hmm. so much amazing work. Um, I don't know. It's so freaking cool. Like I, I'm not a fan of the gym. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. a weird environment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird environment for sure. I mean, uh, and just walking in, I feel the the things that are just like, oh, I feel like the nails on the chalkboard kind of. Yeah, <laughs> so I just sells. try to leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so was there um, anything else that you would want to add to the food piece syllabus? Yes. Um, Instagram hashtag. So there's like a million people that I would want to recommend, but would be here all day. So uh, <laughs> like it's so a good thing to have, people. right? We have so many people now to look towards to help. Oh my gosh, so 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 awesome! Um, like I've met so many incredible people, you included. Oh, thank um, you. So I would recommend starting off with hashtags like hashtag Intuitive Eating Official, Intuitive Eating hashtag Haze H A E S. Then there is hashtag Haze IG, um, hashtag body neutrality, hashtag infinity first, and hashtag fat acceptance. Those are really great. Well, you know, for me, I love those hashtags. Um, and I found so many incredible people, so much amazing content. Um, the only thing is that it is Instagram. So while those hashtags are like intended to be as safe as possible you do have to kind of be on the lookout for like hidden diet culture yes yes it stinks that there's like no safe spot on the internet um things get co-opted because i think 2020 at this point is like intuitive eating and with christy harrison's book anti-diet you know there's so many people talking about this like radical thing of like not dieting and um in finding a way to just feel at ease in your skin that people are now like co-opting it to, you know, sell their stuff. And unfortunately mm. that's like diet shit. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you said that. Like just the other day I was teaching my class and um, one of my students, I love her so much. She's honestly such a good friend, such an amazing person. Um, and I was kind of telling her about like intuitive eating and how I have, you know, ditch the diet and she's like yeah yeah I um you know I went back to doing this I don't want to name companies but she went to a certain uh, company that focuses on weight loss and she's like yeah well they don't do you know it's not a diet anymore they changed the whole thing and I'm like "Eh." yeah (laughs) I didn't I don't want to like say anything you know I don't want to it's a, this is like a topic. It's so hard to get into. Like you really have to find the right time. So mm-hmm. I, I was, I was not gonna be like, no, it's still a diet. You know, I'm just like, yeah, you know, they changed. <laughs> yeah, same old shit though. <laughs> well, Renee, it's been so great to hear your words, words of wisdom. I'm so glad we got to talk live. I mean, such a treat for me. And if someone listening wants to find out more about you, where's a good place for them to go? 
Um, thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at sensibly you. Um, that's S-E-N-S-I-B-L-Y-Y-O-U, all one word. Awesome. And that's where I found you. So I will put that in the show notes <laughs> and everything else, like the the join app, all the hashtags. I'm going to put those in the show notes too. And thank you again. I appreciate your time, your compassion, your expertise. It's, um, it's And again, it was so great to chat with you. Thank you so much. You too. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope my conversation with Ramey Hamati was helpful to you. I know I so enjoyed my conversation with her. It was such a pleasure um, to finally have a chance to talk to her personally. And again, I hope you got as much out of it as I did. I see that food has written back, but before we get to food's letter, remember, I have a survey out just for you. I want to know more about how you use the Love Food Podcast episodes, how you listen, and what you want more of and less of. If you have one or two minutes to spare, I would love it if you could do the anonymous survey. Get to it at juliedillonrd.com slash survey. All right, so until next time, take care. Dear Confused and Frustrated, we see you struggling and the pain you've been through. For so long, we were at ease with each other. Then you witnessed complicated relationships with food that seemed to activate something. We have hope that our relationship will feel more whole again. Continue to hold compassion close to your heart and remove that heavy cloak of guilt and shame. Consider what boundaries you need in order to continue on your food peace journey. Share them and hold them tight. Consider new ways to connect with those important to you and unfollow unnecessary compare traps. This will give you space to heal and strength to rebuild those relationships on new foundations. Those foundations will be stronger and able to withstand diet culture. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.